Hello, hello again. You're listening to Judged and Judgmental with me, Shanetta. Thank you so much for tuning in again. So I was sitting down watching um, a cooking show. It was called Beat Bobby Frey. And in the cooking show, I was watching it with my honey. And I just so happened to listen to what people were saying because I was like totally tuning them out. And the judges were asking each of the contestants a little bit about their backstory. I watched about four episodes and each episode contained four contestants in the beginning and only one winner. Of the four episodes that I watched with four contestants, only three were U.S. American citizens by birthright. Everyone else came from another country somewhere around the world to the U.S. to obtain the American dream. And that really resonated with me. And I was like, wow, like people really do see America as like this place where opportunity is right there knocking at your door and all you have to do is open it. But then when you look at our surroundings, when you look outside your window, when you look at people that you bypass on the streets and the stores their stories will make you think otherwise but is it that they are not willing to put their best foot forward like people who are not from america are we as americans spoiled do we feel that although we are american citizens we have these resources at our fingertips And because we have those resources, that makes us feel a little bit safe, maybe. So we don't feel that we need to work above and beyond like someone who is dying to leave a desperately poor area with no water, no no clean air. The laws there are crazy, ridiculous, and they just don't feel safe. Do we feel too safe that we don't want to bring ourselves to a level that these people from other countries are coming in. People call them foreigners. That's all you hear nowadays. Someone makes a business. Someone graduates. Someone becomes an esteemed doctor or poet or whatever. They're from another country. They came to our country to make our country better, but also their lives better, where many people and our own country don't do the same. And I was like, wow, like that really, really hit me. I thought about something when I was younger and I used to always want to achieve the quote unquote American dream. And I don't know why, but I did. And in my eyes, what my family and what I assumed the American dream was you have a big house, you have one or two cars, you have a dog, you have two children, and you have a white picket fence. That was the American dream. Now, I don't know how accurate the American dream is now, but I did a little research because where did this mindset, where did this American dream really come from? Like, does somebody just wake up and be like, oh, I'm living the American dream or I'm going to get the American dream? Like, where did this originate? So I 
did my trusty Google search, and I came across James Truslow Adams. I've never in my life heard this guy name before, but he is the originator of the American Dream quote back in 1931. The quote he stated of the American Dream consists like this. The American Dream is that dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone with opportunity for each according to ability or achievement. It is a difficult dream for the European upper classes to interpret adequately and to many of us ourselves have grown weary and mistrustful of it. It is not a dream of motor cars and high wages merely, but a dream of social order in which each man and each woman shall be able to attain to the fullest structure of which they are inadequately capable and be recognized by others for what they are, regardless of their fortuitous circumstances or birth position. Wow. When I read that, I just sat back like, oh my God, the American dream has nothing to do with wealth, nothing to do with money, what you possess, the show of it. But we interpret the American dream exactly the opposite of what James just quoted. And then I thought again, because I really thank God and every other higher power there is because when I was in high school and I was in English class, we had to make a book report on famous poets. I chose Langston Hughes. I've never in my life heard of Langston Hughes. I didn't know who this man was. I just was like, okay, well, I'm just going to pick this dude right here. It seems like he got a little bit going on. I can just make the support up and go about my business. Little did I know that that book report would forever change my life. And I was only in the ninth grade. So I did a book report on Langston Hughes, read his background, read his education. And I was like, wow, you know, I'm so intrigued. And so then I went to his poems and I fell in love. I was so, so in love with his poems, his story, how he merged everything together to bring what he felt, what he saw, what he believed to life so that someone like me, years, decades, centuries down the road could read it and grasp it. That for me was like, wow. And then I thought about the poem and the poem that I am referencing is the poem called Dreams by Langston Hughes. Now, this poem, I tell you, when I read the words, it made me cry because I never in my life felt that anyone understood how I felt inside. I felt like a trapped bird. I felt like I was being smothered or held down and I couldn't do anything, but I, I had so much ambition so much drive, so many things I wanted to do, but I never felt that I could achieve them. I never felt that I was worthy of going after what I wanted. So when I read the poem, Dreams, hold fast to dreams, 
For if dreams die, life is a broken winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams, for when dreams go, life is a barren field frozen with snow. My whole life completely changed in that moment. So much that I took the poem, I went to a tattoo artist and got it tattooed on my back. And that has been my motivation since ninth grade to never give up, always go forward and go for my dreams. That day in ninth grade, that book report, Langston Hughes saved me and help me understand that my dreams are important. My dreams are not to be taken lightly and I should never let things come in my way of stopping me. And this is what I see when I see people from other nations coming over here in America to achieve their dream because they too have things they're fighting. They too have battles. They know they can't win, but they're not gonna let those battles deter them from succeeding and making their life better. I wasn't gonna allow my battles to hold me back, to stop me from becoming the person I knew I wanted to become. This may be a very deep subject for some people and I hope you're listening to this point in my podcast because hopefully this can touch you. Hopefully what I'm saying is something that you needed to hear the same way when I read the dreams poem by Langston Hughes at ninth grade that's what I needed to hear to understand that I needed to make a change I needed to do something different because my life was in a continuous cycle of the same thing I'm, I mind you I'm only in ninth grade but my thoughts are so far advanced like I definitely don't want to not succeed in life. I want to not be what I see my family is. I don't want to become another statistic or another person that's just doing nothing and wishing or doing the shoulda, woulda, couldas. I made sure that I was going to be someone and do something with my life. And I thank Langston Hughes for that. Because I don't know if I ever would have stopped doing what I was doing without really seeing something and feeling what he was saying within that poem. That's the only poem I've ever in my life gravitated to that really stuck with me to the point where I tattooed it on my body because I really felt that those words were what I was trying to live. Those words spoke of my truth. And... When I saw those people standing there in front of those judges talking about how they want to do a better life, how they came to this country with nothing and they worked really, really hard through dedication and, and, and support from their small family with only $30 in their pockets, how can someone from another country come over here and excel in life? But I'm born and raised in this country and I can't even excel. You know, that's crazy to me. So I had to make sure I wasn't being one of these people that's so mad that they don't want to put forth the effort to achieve the quote-unquote American dream. But others see the potential of making their own dream, that American dream, a reality. I wanted to make mine a reality as well. So I did what I had to do. 
I worked my ass off, went to school, made smart decisions, made smart money-making decisions, and chose my friends wisely. Those things, I feel like, are the cookie-cutter best practices of achieving that American dream for yourself. What is your American dream? 